Blended. And that is the sound of another episode of Marketing Blend. That's right, I'm your host, Brad Dicer, and let's get on with the marketing news. Oh, it's so juicy this time. Talking about some Pinterest, talking about some Google, some Facebook, and talking about kind of long-term effects of SEO, including uh, voice search and all this other fun stuff. So let's get into it. First of all, I was going to get into Pinterest, because Pinterest launched something called Showcase, where it allows brands to kind of shape the stories that they want to tell their followers. So I actually put a little video in the show notes for kind of get uh, everybody to see what's going on with it because I actually have it on my personal account because my personal account is a business page because I can do that. Um, but what it is, if you have if you have shot if you have pins that are buyable or if you just have pins that are really popular, you can actually order them in a specific order, plus allow your shopping pins to be there as well. You can click on it and it will kind of like, it will have one big picture and they can press and you can kind of see that as well. Uh, so I would use that to my advantage if you were on the kind of the business side of it because that's what's gonna really help everybody to kind of figure out what it is that you guys are all about. Plus if you wanna promote some of your stuff as well, it's another great thing to do it. But yes, it has launched, and it's always um, on the web first, but you'll be able to benefit within uh, iPhone, Android, and web as well, but it's more of the web interface. But it's very nice. It's very, um, if people do go to your profile, it just, it just looks nice all around. It kind of allows you to showcase your top pins or maybe your top boards, or maybe you want to showcase some boards that aren't doing so well so you can get people to, you know, get on board with it you know what i'm talking about but yeah i would uh i would definitely look into it i like what they're doing with this It's actually a pretty good uh strategy to kind of use um in conjunction you have about uh categories it looks like from what i saw it was about 10 different options you can use including your bible pins if you have any pins that you you know sell your merchandise like i do you get some lovely t-shirts and coffee mugs there as well yay anyways um that's just one of it also uh, there's been a report that about 20, uh, not 25, uh, 2.5 million U.S. businesses uh, buying Facebook ads and spending about $1,500 per year. That's right. That's quite a bit of money uh, being spent, and it's kind of a bigger uh, issue coming from 2011 to 2016. Um, it went from, do you, uh, do you have a social media site? It was more no to yeah or 43 percent said no and then about fifth over a little over half said yes in 2016 it's 85 percent overwhelmingly majority say yes now where they go it's facebook's number one twitter's number two linkedin's number three google plus is um number four youtube's number five uh instagram and then pinterest and then tumblr rounds it all off in there but yes there are quite a bit on there are quite a bit of businesses on Facebook in general. Uh, also, the ones that have Facebook pages to buying it, number one is auto dealers buy the most uh, Facebook ads. Franchisees are number two. Kilvrizers number three. Direct mail advertisers number four. Advertisers number five. Nonprofits are number six, and then radio, cinema, retail stores, restaurants, newspapers, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, tiny businesses with less than 10 workers um, are second to last. They don't really they don't really buy as much, which is understandable, because they don't have as much money to actually spend on this. 
but a lot of people do buy ads and a lot of people do um, do boost posts and all the other stuff but it's interesting to see how much that happens uh, within Facebook so average is about 1500 a month now it's average so some will actually buy more some will buy less um, remember it's all averages um, but that's an interesting thing to look at and it's regardless if people don't find it uh, useful or not people are buying a bunch of ads on Facebook in general so that's another thing to actually look at as well um, I don't know it's just it's one of those interesting things where it's just like hmm we are in kind of the age of where organic growth is not really that big of a deal anymore. It's going to be all advertising. That's really what's mainly going to be. Um, basically, your profiles are going to be your, where you house your content, but the advertising is where you're going to actually grow it. So we are changing into that more landscape than what it used to be, which is unfortunate. Also, Twitter is finally doing ranked conversations on the mobile experience. It was or has been on the websites for a while, but now, well, you can finally see how many numbers of conversations you have in it, right on the little button. So a little arrow button that goes to the left. Uh, it will actually give you a number now. Uh, this is just a very small, minor update, but you can now finally see the buzzworthy comments, or not, if you don't really care about that. But it's gonna be interesting because that's gonna be another aggregator for to see if people will engage with you, and it'll also help uh, marketers see it just from a perspective of just how well their content's being engaged, just from a snippet instead of actually going diving too deep. You should always dive deep into it, but it's always a great thing to actually see that as well. All right, so um, we all know video metrics has not been the best. Uh, Facebook has uh, shown us by their mishap, well, they showed us a couple times by their mishaps of having terrible metrics because that's Facebook and they pretend that they're actually good at everything, which they're actually not. Um, but a lot of professionals are in agreement that uh, video metrics are still in a work in progress and it's best to know what you want to get out of it before you actually decide to actually do any advertisement for it. And it's always a good understanding of that throughout your advertisement, um, even with campaigns that are non-video, to know what do you want to get out of this, what specific goal you're looking to get out of this. That's always the main thing. It's just a lot of times businesses don't understand that and they just buy ads to buy ads to get maybe get attention and awareness without really understanding that. But um, that's not really how you should look at it. That's not really how uh, a lot of these campaigns should be looked at. But unfortunately, some marketers actually do that and they actually claim to be marketers, which they're actually not. Some of them are very good. Throwing it out there. Um, all right, moving on to Google and Bing have uh, increased the file size uh, limit of site map files. Now it's it's going to still be fifty thousand uh, uh, URL limit has that has changed, but now the file size is going to be up to fifty megabytes instead of ten megabytes. Uh, so you got a little bit more of a leeway there, but still the same fifty thousand URL limit is still there. So you can't go willy nilly with your URLs. If you reach 50,000, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to, it's, it's gonna be there, but they've changed it. The file size is at least a little bit bigger. Um, and that's great because, I mean, everything gets bigger, more rich data, uh, more rich websites as well. Uh, 
that always proves a problem. But yay, more better, more files, more sizes, yay! Just had to add that in there. All right. Also, Google AdWords is gonna. It's doing some interesting testing with its responsive ads. So now you're gonna have, uh, and this has only been testing with some, not everybody. You're gonna have landscape and square images um, with this as well. So the responsive ads are probably gonna have a little bit more uh, beautiful uh, images and more images that you could show off your business and not just these square uh, images instead, which is also another great thing. So. I would check that out. I would make sh I would make sure that if you can do that, you would do that. Especially if you're a hotel, you can showcase your rooms and all this other fun stuff. Especially with responsive ads. Responsive ads are going to be the main thing that Google wants you to do, anyways. So go and do it. Yes, do it now. Google also has dropped content keyword feature from the Google Search Console. So if you were checking, you're like, ah, where'd it go? Why is it not here? Because Google removed it. Um, they said that it was not really needed anymore and they were actually originally gonna get rid of it in May and decided to get rid of it now uh, because they said that um, there are other features that actually kind of do the same thing. So search analysis and fetch are the, are the other tools that actually will do the same thing. Uh, so yeah that's been dropped, but also Sightlink Demotion feature has also been dropped as well. So if you're used to those things, I would figure out to do the other ones because, well, you're, you're gonna have to anyways because Google is not gonna do it anymore. They're done with it. I'm sorry. I know you like it, but that's Google. Um, anyways, WordPress is gonna be doubling down on HTTPS. Now, if you're kind of new to marketing or you're not really sure about it, um, the there are differences between the two. So, most of the web for quite a while usually, usually was H, uh, HTTP. Uh, that was more of an unsecure way, a URL, not very secure. The S on the end is what makes it secure. So, if you're on, let's say, Google Chrome, you'll kind of see the little uh, green lock um, icon on there by the URL. It means that it's actually secure. If you don't see that, that means it's not secure. Well, about a third of websites are actually powered by WordPress. And so, WordPress is saying, look it, we want you all to be on this. And so, any provider that does not do this, we will not, well, endorse. So they're trying to get providers to, in, to have this feature on or provided. So it has to have SSL, SSL certificates, which is secure certificates. Now you can get it through Let's Encrypt, which is an open source way of doing it. So uh, I don't know if every provider, third party provider for WordPress will allow that, but I know some will. The one I use, SiteGround, does actually uh, to do that because I actually got it to work. Uh, but uh, if you are on WordPress and you're on WordPress.org, not .com, because there are differences, uh, I would be sure that you're going to be eventually moving over to SSL certificates to make your site HTTPS certified because if you're not, it's not going to go well for you, especially since WordPress really wants people to go over it. And I completely understand. This is a way to keep the web more secure because... Lately, there have been a lot of hack, or the past few years, there been a lot of high-profile hacks, and that's why they want to do that, um, or high-profile intrusions, I should say. Hacks are kind of, a, they're not, I don't really know how well of hacks they were, so that's why more high-profile intrusions are the company are stealing information from that. 
So that's another reason why. So if you are on WordPress, I would get on it to actually have HTTPS uh, certified so you won't be caught off guard and be like, ah, I gotta do this really quickly before it does, no. All right, moving on. Google is testing out a new uh, feature for messaging businesses from the search results. That's right. So when you, on your phone or on the web, uh, look up a business, and it usually will just have call directions, website, and we'll kind of have kind of an aggregator of the um, how like uh, times the businesses are the most busy or less least busy depending on day. Well, it's also going to add between the call direction and website to the left a message button where you can message. The business is also going to tell you the response, the average response rate for them, so you can figure it out. So, I'm unfortunately for a lot of businesses, you're going to have to be the always-on business as well. You can't just rely on people just calling you anymore because most people just don't want to call. Most people don't like calling people anymore. They like texting. It's a convenient way of doing it. They don't like to hear your voice. Your voice may be annoying. I'm not saying it is. I'm just. I'm just thinking out loud why some people may say that. I don't know. What I do know is that people really don't like calling anybody anymore. It's one of the banes of a lot of people. I don't mind it as much. I've warmed back up uh, to it again. I still think calling and that type of thing is still a thing that we all need to know. Uh, but lobbyists are just going to have to transfer over into messaging as well and making sure that they have the right protocols to actually do this effectively and not be having a typical response time being like two hours, three hours, four hours, or something like that. Maybe more like five minutes, five to ten minutes would probably be an ideal uh, spot to be in. But like I said, if you if you have if you're on Google Maps and you are on the search like that. Be sure that you understand this and you are all ready for that. Because if you're not, you're going to be caught off guard and then you're going to have angry reviews because people said, they never got back to me. I, I texted them and they just said nothing. What the heck? I had to call them. I didn't want to call them. Why does anybody want to call anybody? Just text. Uh, that's, that's what my generation does. Anyways, uh, I have some uh, interesting uh, infographic slash report on podcasts. That's right. Um... So there was a LinkedIn brought out infographic about podcasts and who listens to them. So there's some interesting little data about this while you listen to a podcast at the same time. Uh, it's about 8% say that less uh, is less than 1 in 10 do not know what a podcast is, which is fair. I've talked to some people that don't know what they are. Uh, about 35%. Um, a, a third of LinkedIn members globally listen to podcasts, and 57%, almost 6 in 10, do not listen to podcasts whatsoever. So it's still growing network. It's still growing industry. Uh, it hasn't really hit its stride quite yet, uh, but millennials are the sweet spot. So if you're doing a podcast, this is what LinkedIn is saying, millennials are usually the sweet spot. Uh, the inner audience, about 42% of those under 35 listen to podcasts. 35 to 65 year olds, about 36%. And 65 plus is 33%. Uh, but some millennials have a podcast blind spot as well. Um, 18 to 34, 11%. 35 to 64, 7%. And 65 plus, 12%. So there is that discrepancy as well. So there's a lot of blind spots. And not all millennials will listen to it. I know. As we talk about it a lot, some of those are like, podcast, huh? 
It's it's kind of like a radio show. I have to explain it. They go, oh! So I still have to explain it. Uh, even though it's kind of a growing, a rapidly growing industry, it's still not quite there yet, and radio is still very, po- it's very powerful and very popular. Uh, it also is, um, secret rules are listening, so about 44% of department heads, VP, owners, seniors, who know what a podcast is, make time to listen to them. So that's really important. So if you're going after those, make sure that you know, that make sure you go after the ones that know about that because they may not all know about that. And 36% compared to, uh, 36% of less senior colleagues. So there's 36% of senior colleagues actually listen to them. And podcasts will travel about, uh, among those listeners, uh, those who listen to podcasts, four in ten will travel outside of their country in the next six months for business of for business of leisure or leisure. Um, so you have that as well. Um, podcasts, like I said, is a little bit better than radio because they are episodes and you can listen to them whenever you want. And as always, that's always a great thing to do. Also, penetration for podcasts differs by market. So, interestingly enough. Brazil is lead the way with 41% of the country is listening to podcasts. So apparently, I need to start uh, brushing up my Spanish because they're doing a really good job. Um, UK is, is 31%, so it's not bad. Um, UAE, United Emirates, the UAE um, is in 25%. And if we go down... Um, United States is not as good as you think it is. So the U.S. is 39% listen to podcasts and 57% don't, which is pretty big. Come on, United States, seriously. Uh, Hong Kong's about it's around the same. France, 37% to 57%. Um, Germany, 37% to 60%. Canada, 33% listen, 60% don't. Australia, 33% do, 62% don't, and further and further down. Uh, and then you have the white space, which is very small margin, except for in India, where they don't know what a podcast is. So with all that information, this is what um, this, this is what you should know, is that podcasts, even though they they're, are getting popular, they're not there quite yet. Um, more content always means more customers, so... You could do it once a month, but understand that the more content you push out, the more, supposedly, the more you could reach. Um, you could also use for LinkedIn if you really want to. I don't really do it, but you can use the SoundCloud integration with it to actually kind of maximize that if you wanted to. I may try that out and see if it actually works and get back to you on that, but I don't really do it as well. Uh, but yeah, podcasts are really rich, uh, rich medium, and they're always really great for LinkedIn because they're giving you information. Even though, well, um, my last place I worked at didn't really feel that way. They are actually are one of the best ways of um, getting your podcast out. So, as always, uh, if you are in type of the industry that allows for podcasts i would recommend doing it it's a good marketing tool a lot of businesses i've seen are starting to get into it now because it's just one of those things just make sure that you have a person that actually understands podcasting and how to do it effectively and not someone that's oh you can do it you have a great voice and be like i don't know what i'm doing because then you'll have a lot of mishaps but like i said it's a growing market uh i would look into it 
you don't know what podcasts are, well, I'm surprised you're listening right now. Um, but hey, it's a growing market. It's it'll keep on growing. Um, it's not done yet. It's just podcasts have always been. It's it's a newer medium. So it's like I said before, it's almost like radio. And I don't want to explain to you if you already know what podcasts are, but yeah, I'll still explain it to you. It's like radio. Uh, but with episodes, and it's great for business. I would say business-wise, it's great because you can get information out, and people will usually listen to it just like they listen to a lot more audiobooks than reading because it's a lot easier to do it that way, so why not do it that way? All right, so um, Facebook is planning to do take something else away from Snapchat again because Facebook likes to steal from Snapchat features. They're going to do uh, something that's going to be more like curated, uh, curated media, uh, kind of like a Snapchat Discover tab, but more for their instant articles and more of their messaging services as well. So you can discover great content for you as well. It's just always funny because I, th- oh, once again, I always see Facebook stealing features from Snapchat. And it's not just like we're going to take like the understanding of it and um, we're going to use it on our own. It's more of we're just going to wholesale take it and then just copy you because we don't really feel like making something new because we suck at making things new. Yes, I just said that. But it should be interesting to see if this will actually work out. It has worked out in the past so far with Facebook, or more Instagram and Stories and other live features. It's working out for them, uh, but that's more of the social network that actually works well with it. Um, I feel like if Facebook actually tried to do something similar to uh, Instagram Stories, it would not work out very well. but they are integrating more things with Messenger uh, through uh, live uh, videos and other things and more updates and more contextual updates as well. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I still believe that the future for Facebook is going to be in Messenger and less in what Facebook is right now. Uh, reason being is because people like their echo chambers and they like not listening to other people. And that's kind of where people are going towards or going to for the preferred network. Now, it's not really as much as Facebook because it's old school, but it's more Messenger because of the new features like instant games, uh, like just messaging the people that you want to message, making groups, uh, seeing your text through their chat heads. If you have Android, all these other things is what's going to be making people use Messenger more than Facebook. And I'm still saying this, is that I think Facebook is going to become Messenger, or it's going to be Facebook 2.0, if you want to put it there as well, because they could offset a lot of that stuff and put it into Messenger events. They could put it into Messenger. Uh, They don't really need a blogging thing as much if they have live. Uh, And so that's what I'm seeing, and that's, that's what I keep on seeing with it. And so... Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Facebook now is going to be more of the website of Facebook and more of the content being spread is going to be through Messenger instead. Uh, but this is just a speculation, and I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. So let's get that. Let's get that one thing. I could be very wrong. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my prediction. Now, I want to move into more of an opinion about um, SEO 3.0, because I think 2.0 is already here. Um, But SEO 3.0, because SEO is always changing. I always tell people this all the time. It's always changing. Uh, You think you know something, and then it it, it goes way in a different direction. For example, Google Accelerated Mobile Pages and Voice Search. Uh, Voice Search is going to be the next SEO 
and APM is going to be as important. Now, you're going, what's voice search? Well, like Google Home, uh, Amazon Echo, uh, those types of veins, types of uh, devices now. I don't remember there's any other ones out there quite yet. Uh, I think they're, I think Apple's maybe starting to make one as well. Um, Cortana is another one that's another good thing. Surrey could be actually be another one as well. But I think it would like a, a virtual assistant, but more of interconnected. So more in the vein of Google Home and Echo, but Cortana could be it as well because Cortana is on the Windows 10, so it's always connected as well. But something that allows you to say, hey, where's this? Or hanging information or playing a music or something that kind of goes to your likes but also gives you information as well, is gonna be vital importance to your business eventually because more and more people are gonna be using their voices to search for things and not be on the computer uh, as much anymore because their computer is gonna be the Echo. It's gonna be the home plus with their smartphone, plus with anything else that's coming up in the horizon, probably wearables, more more reliance on that stuff and less reliance on the desktop doing all of that stuff. It's going to be less reliance. Desktops are still going to be important and I still advocate for understanding how to build a desktop, understanding how a desktop works because it's just a really good way of understanding tech in general. Um, but we're going to see a heavily reliance on eventually, I say five years down the road uh, with uh, voice search and how important voice search is going to be eventually. It was still in the starting phase. Uh, Surrey kicked it off. Google followed with Google Now. Now you have Google Assistant, um, and that's integrated with um, Allo and Google Home. You also have an, uh, Amazon Alexa, which is also really popular too. Uh, my parents have one. Uh, so you have that. And so my thing is, is that if your business is not looking, at least looking into the future and going, okay, this could be an opportunity down the road. We need to at least prepare or be ready for this or at least look into this and see what we can do about that. So it's another thing. Also, AMP or Accelerated Mobile Pages. Now, in the beginning, we all made it kind of similar to Facebook Instant Articles, but it's not really what it is anymore. Um, it's kind of morphing. So Facebook Instant Articles is a way for like media, uh, news, uh, post, blog posts to be loaded a lot quicker, um, like less than a second, usually less than three seconds, hopefully less than a second, because people want it fast. Uh, Google announced it while a little, a little, their own, the AMP, a little later, uh, and it was, the people were making similarities, even I was doing it, to instant articles, because when you talk about it, it makes sense in people's heads if they know instant articles, usually they don't anyways, and AMP, uh, but the thing is, is that Instant Articles only works on Facebook. So their walled garden, um, you could liken them to Apple, um, their walled garden it only works on there. It doesn't work anything else. If you go off of Facebook, it won't work because Facebook wants you to stay on Facebook. That's their main goal. It's always been their main goal. Google is trying to redo the open web, and that's and I like that a little bit more because I, like, I still like the open web. I still like what it's doing. Even though I call into question what Google, Google and Facebook is doing because of the political censorship that's been going on, I still like the idea of redoing that, redoing formats, making them better formats because 
Oh, well, the internet's been around for a while. Um, even making internet 2.0 would probably be a little bit better, but the way it is now, it's, it's a little cumbersome, it's a little slow, it could be using a refresh, and Google thinks that AMP is the way to go. It could or couldn't be, we don't really know, but it looks like this is how they're doing. And Google always looks at the long game. Um, there are more and more uh, different types of apps, APIs are going more towards APM, especially on the open web. You're eventually gonna see more and more themes from WordPress, I assume, going more towards AMP um, certified or AMP ready. Instead of mobile ready, it's gonna be AMP ready you're gonna start seeing more and more of. Uh, so if you are a publisher, if you are someone on the web, if you are someone that has a website, you need to at least understand that this is going to be the long run. This is how the web's going to be like. AMP, it's going to load fast, that type of thing. If you don't understand that, you need to start getting on board and understanding what's going on about it. If you don't, you're going to be in really big trouble because you're going to be behind and then SEO is going to change and then you're going to be out of luck because you didn't even know about it. So what I'm saying is that the web 3.0, content 3.0, search 3.0 is going to be around search, fast loading, um, so under three seconds, under a second's probably better, um, that type of thing. Video obviously as well, um, but those types of things. This is what it's going to be. This is how it's going to do it, and you're going to have to adapt and change because that's how it's always been. So I hope I uh, helped you guys out a little bit on that one. Now let's transition over to uh, products, apps, programs you should try out this week. So there is a notebook on Kickstarter and called the Everlast Notebook and it allows people to uh, erase the notebook. So what happens is that you can write on it, it's more of a palmier type of paper. You have to get their pen to actually do it as well. And then you take a picture of it, or no, you really scan it, you don't really take a picture of it, you scan it. It goes to one of your um, apps that you use, Evernote, Box, Dropbox, whatever you want. Uh, and then you can wipe it off with a wet piece of paper. And not a piece of paper, but a towel. Uh, eh, woodish. Uh, but anyways, uh, and then you can use it forever, that's why it's called Everlast. So if you're that type of, type of person that likes to write a lot of notes, but really wants to save that, this could be a good alternative for you. There's Kickstarter right now for it, so I put it in the show notes to check it out. Check it, check it out. All right, do you love, love, love data? Well, I have a social network for data people. It's called Data World. It allows you to see all these different kinds of data. Um, so how it works, it gives you fantastic data, add data from any source, and collaborate with others as well. So if you're one that actually loves data more than just, you know, integrating with or talking to people, but you want to talk about the data, because the data matters, this is the, the social network for you, and I'm pretty sure a lot of marketers will appreciate this as well, so check it out. It's called data.world. It's in a preview right now. All right, so are you wanting to get into gifts and understanding gifts and actually, you know, using gifts more often in your business? Well, gifts.com is there for you. Um, it's super easy to sign up. It's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. Um, I've used it a little bit. Uh, they have different types of tools for it. It's pretty easy. Um, there's GiphyCat as well, but this one is just as good. Uh, it has a little bit more tools and features for it as well, so I would look into this. But it's called Gifts.com, so you can find gifts and make gifts too. So there's that as well. Um, and then you have uh, something called Zest, 
where it's fresh marketing inspiration. That's right. You can have your own marketing narrative. It's just your best. Um, then you can uh, your marketing identities. You can identify that as well. Um, so just check it out. It's called uh, Zest. If you want to kind of you know figure all that stuff out, looks pretty good. All right, are you on Medium, the blogging platform? Well, you can't really do signups, but now you can because I found one called Upscribe. Uh, that's right. So it allows you to do embeddable um, email signups on Medium because you can't really add too much stuff on your Medium stuff. So. That's something you should look into called Upscribe. It's in its beta format right now. But hey, it's always a good thing to get your email signups on the roll and ongoing because that's how you want to do it. All right, and that's the end of Marketing Blend. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, follow Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Auto Radio, Acast as well. Um, also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Periscope at the same spot as well because it's part of Twitter. Um, Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast. Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast. YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast. Uh, Player.me at Digital Coffee. I'm also on Anchor, Digital Coffee. I'm on Twitch and YouTube Gaming as well. And as always, if you like these podcasts, please consider to supporting me on Patreon or Podbean. I really appreciate it. Also, uh, be sure to join in on Wednesday when I go through the tech news and digital coffee. That's right. We're gonna get we're rapidly getting into the more uh, closer and closer to Christmas. So I'm gonna start giving out my um, I, I'm starting to write it as well, but I'll also talk about it called Techie Christmas. So we're gonna start doing that um, every week now as well until Christmas. Uh, so hope you enjoy that. And always, I'm your host Brett Deister. So. You guys have a great rest of the weekend. See you Wednesday. Later.